Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, and we're glad to be back. Hi. We're live. We're live. Kinnear is in his car. <laughs> we just have some extra sound effects. Very grateful for him. Well, welcome to our after show. We've had a bumpy start, but that is not a reflection of what the rest of this episode is going to look or sound like. My name is Lauren Lagrazo. I have two amazing co-hosts, Tanir and Sean. Introduce yourselves to the people. Tell them what's up. Hey, everybody. Sean McHugh here. Still, still Team Marty. Um, and wow, this episode it just wrecked me. For sure. It's your boy, Tanir Williams. And man, like you said, the intensity of this. I mean, my face was like this up on the screen. Like, no, I had like. Tears. I was like quiet. Oh man. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm just ready to get into this because I think a lot to a lot to discuss. Certainly. And maybe we'll call you Tin Tear because you had some tears. Oh no. That's what I Lauren does. It. it was a tear-worthy episode. I mean, there was a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, you had you wrote us a text after you watched it, and you're like, "What? What did you say, Tanir? It was like I think I, I was just like uh, what did I say? It was something like, "Man, this is you got." I got it right here, dude. Just watch episode nine. This stuff is emotionally draining. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This one really was, and they took you on it, and they really. I mean, there were a few subtle breaks, but everything was action packed, and every. I mean, every moment has purpose in the show in general, but especially in this episode, every single little moment had purpose. Yeah. I was just thinking, even from the actor's perspective, I don't know how that they went through that and held it together. I was going to say that I was thinking, I was like, I don't know. I hope they didn't do too many takes of some of those things. Cause I was like, you, it just seems like you wouldn't be able to be like, I can't do this again. You know I mean? Just the, the emotion with Ben and Wendy and just, man. And it, you know, what was interesting about that Lauren was, you know, sometimes like throughout this, show like that you'll see stuff and you'll be like oh man that's too bad you know or you like you feel like like they portray either the sadness or like i should feel through but this one i mean the acting in there i was like feeling like when wendy had to go through that like leaving her brother and just complete breakdown you're just like oh my gosh like ah and even the ben situation just seeing his you know him going through his situation i was i mean that acting in this episode really got to me where i was not just like oh yeah i feel sad it was like i'm like ah, like holding back tears you know so i mean it cuts you to your core the the first scene in and of itself where he starts out and it's just a tirade of different emotions and things he's fought in his life and things he's gone through and all, all these different scenarios and then he's in the car with the taxi cab driver and he goes how are you man right. <laughs> so 
his answer to how are you? So that shows like it sets it up brilliantly because we see where he's at emotionally. I didn't know where they were going in that part, but it was such a brilliant ending to it. And it was a little teeny tiny bit of comic relief, which we desperately needed in this episode. Yeah, I mean, he, what, Ben in this episode gives a clinic on acting. I mean, and then also what I really like too is that it really gives you a really uh, visceral sense of mental illness and mm. you know like what what it what it i mean i mean obviously you can't be um you don't know what it feels like to be mentally ill unless you're mentally ill but i feel like this portrayal shown a big light on what that is and i i just i mean i just commend the the writers the show you know because you're you you have this love hate relationship with ben because one minute like you're he's joking we're having a great time and the next minute like what are you doing ben why right. why won't you just listen so yeah, right every opportunity to just get how severe this situation was and it was like you know each moment when it would get worse and you're like oh maybe he gets it and it's going to be okay and you breathe for a second and then you're like oh i can't breathe because he doesn't understand still and you really i mean i feel like the camera person took you through Wendy's journey like I felt mm. as the viewer I was Wendy and it was uh it was just completely heartbreaking but so we started on the taxi uh we we uh get to Marty and and Helen is the scariest person of all time I mean like, just <laughs> she continues to just terrify me and I don't think there's any limit to the terror that she could bring or inflict she, Helen has, <laughs> she will have like literally two seconds of emotion where you're like, oh, she's like a human. Like when she was talking about her daughter, like, oh, she's never going to trust me again. And I, I literally thought I saw like a little emotion, like, oh, she's about to tear up a little bit. And then it's like, so you know what must have to be done. He must die because you're know, like, wow, the robot is back. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. dude, she is like a cyborg, just man. Well, I, and that, I like that that scene with uh, when she comes to Wendy's or Marty and Wendy's house, and then Marty calls. It's funny. Wendy lost her poker face because she oh. knew what was going to happen, what what needed to happen, and that's the first time. Because usually Wendy's really good at holding the poker face, but yeah, that's mm. what I was going to ask you guys. Because for a minute, I thought, okay, we're in the clear because Wendy hasn't revealed that she knows, so we're going to oh. be all right. But she, it was her brother. You know, and yeah. it's interesting. That's a good thing to think about for life in general. Like, you know, this I think TV teaches us a lot about life, you know, because it's imitating life. And there's certain things that we cannot maintain our composure on. We might know the right thing to do. We might have done it a million times. But we're put in a certain scenario with something that we care about too much and we can't act the way we know we should. And we've probably had small moments of that in our life and in our career. But when the biggest one now where she knows she's going to have to choose, really make impossible choices. Because also, if she chooses her brother, she could be sacrificing her family, which is this right. whole complicated thing. And it gets even deeper when we find out that the kids are tangled up in this because Aaron went to the kids to ask them about what's going on. I thought the kids wouldn't crack. Why do you think the kids opened up and said, hey, we got like, yes, this is what's happening. I, I think, think it was just because, ahead, sorry. because, oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, I think because of the the amount of information that she's like spitting out when they're just like, okay, like 
you know, I, I think at a beginning, if it had just been like, dude, like, is your, your parents this and this? And, you know, are they drug dealers? Like, what? Like, no, like, that's crazy. But then when she just starts going into, like, detail, and especially when she was like, dude, your uncle came over and told. And it's like, okay, well, I think they kind of felt like, all right, look, like, this is kind of where it's at. Because they had kind of been through that situation before. So maybe they were like, look, we're just going to give it to you. I don't know if it was really cracking, just more of like, look, we're just going to give it to you straight. That's the way I kind of saw it. Yeah, I, I just to go uh, off of what Tanir said, I think it was also a type of, it was a kind of a comfort. Like, okay, listen, you're right, but here's the good news. You have us to help you through this. You know, so I, I, think, I think they thought they were doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily cracking, but just trying to like make her, let her know that she's not crazy. Right. And making the best of a terrible situation. I just wasn't sure if in that scenario, Helen was going to blame the kids. Like I still felt she was on the fence about that. Even when they walked in, I wasn't sure if she was going to go after them at that point because they further revealed to her what was going on. But it seems like maybe they're safe-ish, as safe as it can. And and also the fact that they just really, it's not like that they were prepared for it. Like, hey, Aaron knows this happened. Like, you could come up with a story. I mean, they literally got blindsided. Like, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. your uncle, like, this and this. And it's like, wait, what? Like, I mean, they had, like, seconds to process. And they tried. And then after a while, she just kept coming. And it's like, look, all right, I, I you know, because like you said, kids are smart. If they start stumbling or trying to make stuff up, she's going to know, like, you guys are lying. You know, so, so it's just like, yeah. you know what? Let's just. Let's just come out with it and let her know. And but also, like, I think they you know, they were just going on a nice little boat ride, you know, and then they roll right. up to that shit show. <laughs> but also, like, you know, Helen even said, like, the X factor here is Ben, you know, yeah. and like she said, there's no room in this business for mental illness, and and you know, she'll he'll sell someone else, and then he literally went and did it, you know, a half hour later. So right. Um, and not even an important person. And we're going to get to that. One other thing we need to mention, though, is that his next stop after Helen's was Ruth's. And when he rolls up to Ruth's and, and Ruth has found out, Marty comes up too, finds out what happened, and then they realize they're in, in deep trouble. So that's when he goes on the adventure with Ruth with the shotgun and she tries to get dodge. But that guy's just unstoppable with how much damage he can do. Uh, in, you know, he went to Darlene's. I wrote down, this is this is my little thought on Darlene for this episode. Darlene is kind of great in her own fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she is. You know, she knows what needs to be done and what in the situation, and she knows that she's a haven, and she knows that she's getting an ally in Ruth, so. Yeah. Um, and, I, and that's, that's, that, that was the. Some that was the areas. Right kind of like more of the cold-blooded part about it i felt that darlene was almost seeing it as an opportunity like you said for to kind of bring in ruth more like i could really kind of maybe care less about <laughs> ben but if that's going to bring ruth in and i'm like i i come in uh she comes across as hey i'm trying to take care of your boyfriend i'm helping out she knows that's going to be very endearing to to ruth to bring her on her side to get done whatever she you know like uh like sean said bring in another ally to do what she wants to do. So it's kind of like, yeah, I'll step in and help out. I don't think it was really out of all the goodness of her heart to really take care of, like you said, Wendy's brother. But I think it's more of like, this is furthering her her own agenda. So right. to kind of step in. 
And when he was there, I mean, obviously that's before the rest of this all took place, but I was thinking, oh, maybe he'll work on the farm and he could be part of the new operation and this could be really great for her. So maybe that was part of her thinking as well. But yeah, I mean, it would have been, it would have been real easy if Ben would have just stayed on the farm. Like, like all would have gone away. Of course we wouldn't have a show, oh. but, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's really frustrating from like a human point of view to watch a show because you obviously want the show to keep going because you're a fan of the show, but from a human and empathetic side, you're like, why did you have to make that choice? Like you could have just not made that choice. And this whole episode, it was like 12 of those. Yes. Yes. Any (laughs) level of empathy watching this is a bitch. Yeah. I just want to like, Sorry. Even that situation when they first got to Darlene's and, you know, he's still talking about like, I'm not going nowhere. And Ruth just lays the law down to the point. Like, did you guys notice like Wyatt's face? And he was even like, ooh, we like, she yeah. was like, get this stuff and go to the fucking business. You're just like, he was like, okay, you know, and it, I think even Darlene was kind of like, that's my girl right there. Like, that's what I'm, you know, that's what I need. Cause that's how I feel like how she would handle something and Wyatt was like, yep. Yeah, better go do what she says, you know. So, um, yeah, it's like you said, there were so many just emotional ups and downs because I think one of the big themes was just like you said, uh, Lauren, in terms of dealing with family, it's kind of like, man, like this is my brother, but man, you are making it so hard. Like, like she said, like at one point, they're gonna come kill my kids, and I gotta make this decision. You are just continually making bad ones, putting me in just the toughest position. And just like you said that when she, when she walked away at the end, I mean, I was so conflicted because you're like, you do what you got to do. But again, that's your family that you're literally walking out on them and you've got a killer rolling up to the parking lot behind. I mean, I couldn't even imagine. That's why I was just like, ah, like heartbreaking. Cause that's who wants to be put in that, that situation and make those decisions that make that decision, you know, just to, uh, just to give us a little bit of comic relief because there is not much of this episode. The, in the beginning, when when Ruth and Marty are at Ruth's, and then Marty's kind of trying to say, "We got to get him out of here." I love <laughs> Ruth says to, "You've known me since I was nineteen. Is that the kind of treatment I got to look forward to?" Right. <laughs> 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 you know, referring to putting Ben in the hospital. So I just right. that made me laugh out loud when when she said that. Um, right. Yeah, and there was another beautiful Ruth moment, and that was the hug between her and Wyatt. That mm. whole little scene they had was so tender when they both reveal that they're in love. And, you know, yeah. obviously Wyatt has talked about how he's he was so unhappy and miserable and that he's finally happy. And for a minute, you think they're both going to get their happiness, but clear now that that's not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I felt it, especially in the casino scene when he she gave Ben that hug, like go with Marty. Um, when Ruth did, you kind of felt like that look that she gave him was like, "This is the last time I'm gonna see you." You know, so I mean, the tears in her eyes and you know stuff, and it was mm-hmm. kind of like, I, "I, I just don't think you're gonna make it," or you, I, 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 you know, something you, you really messed up, you know, type thing. And uh, yeah, I was uh, for her. I, I feel like I, I guess I had one um, one thing that I was concerned about. I was thinking like as we were going through the middle of the episode, I was wondering. I was like, what if there's a twist and they're going to come after Ben? And what if somehow 
like Ruth gets tied up and she ends up getting shot or killed. And I was like, they better not do, you know, because she's so down for him. I was like, I hope she doesn't get in the way and try to do something and, you know, get taken out. But um, yeah, then uh, I don't know. That was just like you said, a heart wrenching. Just watching him go through those ups and downs. It was tough, man. It was tough. Well, okay. So we, there's another part that I thought was interesting. And I wonder if this is going to come to fruition more where Wendy talks to Marty about how Navarro is going to be involved in this somehow. And she says, he needs to know that we're more valuable mm. than she is, meaning mm. more valuable than Helen. I mean, yeah. it's toward the end of this episode, obviously that things probably went a certain way and that Uncle Ben was taken out and that things are going to be somehow healed. But is this, is this going to become a thing after this? Do you think that that's still going to come into play in the final episode and the future? I think so. Man. I think I definitely don't know because, you know, just to go along with that, when Wendy and Ben have that whole scene in the car and, you know, her little draw comes out and she says, oh, I'm, she's smarter than me. And then you really think that? It's like, no, I don't think that. So, you know, Wendy is aware of Helen's ruthlessness and, you know, she knows that she has to show that she's more valuable. Uh, I don't think that she would have said that if that wasn't going to come into play. Right. Because everything's a little nugget, you know, like yeah. all those pieces. I, I totally agree with you. And I love that piece that you brought up, Sean, because have you guys ever done that when you're talking about someone who you either like have a rivalry with or maybe they got something that you wanted that you didn't get and... Um, or they're just being mean to you, something in that kind of arena. And you're talking about them and you're saying, oh, they're this, they're so much more this than me or that than me. And then you realize like, you're just saying that somehow to like justify the situation. I don't know. I felt like I've had so many, like in my career, I've had so many situations like that where I've been like, well, they probably got that because they're more talented or they're more this or that. And it's like, a lot of it's just circumstantial, you know, yeah. and we just own our own power so even though they're talking about incredibly screwed up and unrelatable things I think it's a, a good thing for us to remember like we need to own our own power in our lives and not put other people on a pedestal because we're our own saviors and we're just as good as a person who's doing what we want to do man I think it's going to be interesting how once Wendy kind of uh well how Wendy bounces back from, from this because I feel like going through this situation and knowing that basically like Helen was behind this you know like having to race her brother out and having her to have make this decision I wonder if she's just going to go into straight like not like crazy but just like she's on a mission maybe to be like like you said in terms of putting it to Navarro like hey we got to make sure he he knows we're more uh, important than her like she I, I feel like she just might go to an extreme where we'll just be like whoa Wendy you know because she's like dude you you took out my brother like I hate Helen now I I don't know like I, I feel like she's gonna you know those kind of situations sometimes for people that it's almost like you know certain things kind of trigger you <laughs> and she might go into like like a quiet rage but you know um directed in a way where it's just be like man maybe she's willing to do stuff that kind of like how marty went through his like little transformation and now he was all gangster like maybe wendy might take it up even more of a notch like you know what i'm about to like erase her or something like that i don't know <laughs> well, 
there was in the same scene we were just referencing there was that point when he then said to her you know you should have stayed in politics you were great at it you could have been something and she's like i could still be something so i think that's a but then there's also the piece at the end of the episode where she was in shambles after leaving him at the table and knowing she probably left him to get murdered and she was crying and didn't she say something to the extent of like I don't want to do this anymore or like I don't want to be here anymore something in that vein yeah I mean I think I think that's all in the moment to be honest I mean I think obviously like there was a, a lot going on there for her but remember in that scene with Ben in the car which he said he's like why do you Ben said why do you do it she says well because fighting for your life makes everything else you've ever done seem dull. And then he says, you must be tired. And she says, you'd think so. Mm. She is gangster. Now, right. granted, you know, taking your brother out, that's going to take a toll on you. And she's going to need a minute. Uh, but I think Wendy is is the she's G. She's catnap. She'll be back. Yeah, exactly. Oh, for sure. Because yeah, at the end like of the day, like she... I'm sorry to interrupt, Tanir. She... Oh, no she is the one that made the decision you know what i mean like and i think i think she needed to make because she kept seeing how like it doesn't matter what i do i can't control him he's mm -hmm. uncontrollable he's he's unstable he's got to go i mean after like of mice and men her brother you know I thought, going to, I thought maybe she was gonna like let him I thought at some point he might take the car and she was gonna let him take the car just like get him the hell out of there because he was gonna kill her one way or another yeah he was gonna kill her he was gonna kill her kids and so in this business I mean yeah ideal world they would have never gotten into it but now that they're so deep in they have to make tough choices like that and I think she finally recognized she couldn't have it all like she couldn't make a good decision for her brother and for her family she had to right. let her go. Well, and the fact that he wasn't like kind of willing to help himself, just like any kind of like addict and something, it's like the people have to want to get the help, you know? And if he's just going to keep on doing it, you're like, man, I can only help you like so much. Now you're actually at a point, like you said, where you've already put my family in danger and now you keep doing it. I mean, to the point where it's like, <laughs> come on, man, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying, but you you gotta you gotta help me you gotta help me help you little Jerry Maguire you know and he just wasn't doing that and like you said I think it just all came to a head where she was like as as sad as as it is I gotta I gotta make this break and I mean I obviously she would have rathered it no one would have rathered it probably end in a murder a hit you know type thing but just to uh, make that kind of decision which I think actually makes it like you said as part of the show I mean to make the stakes so high where it wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to drop you off in Knoxville and just drive off and maybe like kind of shed a tear. It's like <laughs> literally life and death that she, that, she, that she had to choose between and she basically chose the death, death side. So that scene, that scene almost killed me. When she goes, Dang. where can I take you? Where oh. you'll be where, and he's crying and he's crying. And then he talks about like, I could almost cry starting to talk about it, but he talks about, he's like, I know some people in Knoxville and like, yeah. I know, I know the hospitals. The and oh God, like, I, I mean, it almost killed me to watch that scene. Um, that the actor who played, played probably plays, <laughs> plays Ben. Plays Ben, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're watching, so beautiful. Like yeah. such, such incredibly beautiful, deep, heartfelt work. I just, 
I believe you, man. I mean, that was yeah, that was rough to watch. No, he yeah, did. Like, he, that guy, he did his. Uh, whether I don't know if it was like homework or someone worked with him, like you said, on mental illness. But man, he he put it in a way where, like you said, it wasn't like it was so multifaceted. Where you're like, I, I see the crazy, but you have like empathy for him, you know, where you're like, he's just not totally off the wall. Where you're like, get this guy out of here, you know, type thing. You were just like, you saw the struggle. He's trying in his own way to do what was right. I mean, he he wanted to call Helen so that he could right. clear the air, and he thought maybe that could make things better. He told somebody in the parking lot that Navarro was after him because he thought, well, maybe this will save me and Wendy. He he had, in his own very short-sighted way, ideas of how he could help the situation, but unfortunately, everything he did dug a deeper grave for him. Yeah, and it, it, it was it, really great. It, it kind of like actually Sean and I talked about this in the last episode, how he's just so his ways are so simple and he's like the truth like he's so truthful and real about things. Like in the world that he's in, you're just like, you can't be like that. Even though it's the most, you know, encouraging, like, yes, like you should be able to just call people or tell the truth all the time and confront people, but it's just like this is not the world where you can't you can just do that stuff off the cuff you know and it's like you said it just seems like he doesn't his personality and the way he is as endearing as it is it just does not fit and doesn't work you know on any level so yeah i mean he's he's a pure pure soul and you know he knows like well this isn't right and this isn't wrong and it's like but he's just he's too pure for the world really uh, right. combined with his mental illness it's just it's just a recipe for for disaster unfortunately um, but yeah. just to go off what you were saying, Lauren, uh, again, like the way they portray this mental illness in this guy, it's such a human portrayal, you know, like, again, like one minute you're like, you're crying with Wendy because like the next minute you're like ready to kill this guy. Like, so it's, right. it's so complex and it's so well written. And then of course, this execution from this actor is just amazing. Yeah. And, you know, in the midst of this, where there were some really tender moments between marty and wendy they said i love you when she was crying after that moment when she talked about knoxville and he called helen um they he when she pulled over on the side of the road after she left him at the restaurant marty was calling her baby and honey I and mean, we haven't heard maybe yeah. do this ever uh so that was interesting what was your take on those tender moments between the two of them while this hell was going down. Um, well, first of all, he had, he had such the, the calming voice, you know, I mean, it was just like, she's like kind of hysterical and he's just like, Wendy, you know, like saying, you're just like, wow. I mean, just the, the juxtaposition of her just screaming and crying and just be, you know, and he's just like, Wendy, like you said, it was, it, it was just, you were like, man, this is where it just seemed like all, like through all the nonsense that they've been through and you know gotten in like this was like one of the most real moments where you were like you felt like man the maybe the two of them were like this could really be it you know like she could be in trouble you know i don't know where it, 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 it hit marty like hey all that nonsense that bs aside you know maybe i love you like he knew what she you know i'm home i'm gonna take care of you yeah, i'm gonna take care of you come home let let, let me take care of you right for me like, this I was for me, this was definitely the most emotional part of the episode um, because, I mean, I'm, I'm a husband, I have a wife, 
I have a brother too. And like all of a sudden, like I was in that world, they brought me in where I was like, I could, you know, obviously I don't, I'm not with the cartel, but, but like I could, I could really, no. <laughs> I could hear both are we're on this show. <laughs> I could really like, like I've, I've had versions of those conversations, you know, like with, with my wife or trying to calm her down and, you know, because this something had happened. And so it just really hit me as like a husband um, that oh. it was just really emotional for me. Uh, all that, that whole scene and just, just, and just wanting to be there and hug her. And he couldn't, he's, he's like literally doing it through the phone and he does such a great job. You're right. He like pre pulled every, everything out to, to try to calm her down because he knew yeah. that like he had to, he had to get her be able to drive home, you know? And it's, I, I think it also speaks to, Sean, what you were saying in terms of, and we've heard it actually even in real life dealing with this corona stuff. I know I've heard it on the, I think it was one of Donald Trump's things where people have said like, hey, in times of crisis, like you really learn about, you know, the real person really comes out, you know, in yeah. terms of people. And I mean, I, I, I couldn't see a bigger crisis than this. And like you said, your spouse on the road, she's crying, like possibly life in danger. And his first thing is to, like you said, go into husband mode. Like, I love you. Like, I'm going to take care of you. know. So you're just like, throughout all the nonsense that the fights that they've gone through, when push came to shove, he's like, I'm here for you, though. You know, yeah. um, all that other stuff is out the out the window right now. You get home. Let me take care of you. And let, let's let's keep, you know, move on. So and I feel like that's a change we've seen, though, because there have been so this is obviously a heightened level of emotion and something much deeper and more devastating than anything else maybe they've been through. But a lot of times when there'll be an emotional moment, Marty will go right back to business. And it was nice to act so human and really to prioritize his relationship and his family over work like the deeper parts of it. Like obviously he's prioritized safety before, but he prioritized like the emotional parts of what makes a family a family overwork. Um, even when Helen was there, I was like, you know, cause they were, it seemed like from the way they cut it, those two were together for a prolonged period of time. I wonder what the conversations were like between them that we didn't see. <laughs> uh, and there was another really interesting subplot that was happening, which was that he was trying to get Maya back on the job and to have her there for a prolonged period of time, because obviously that was going to need to be an asset that they made come through so that Navarro doesn't want to murder them. Um, so our little real estate friend was brought back into the fold. He's back gambling, he's freaking out. There was also that funny scene where uh, when Ben walked in and he was swearing cause he was seeing, Marty was swearing cause he was seeing him on the screen. Right. And the real estate guy thought he was swearing at him. He's like, you're swearing at me again, man. <laughs> Poor Sam. I, I feel mean, so badly for him. I know him, and like they're lucky. Like this guy can just be like, "F you guys, I'm out." You know, like. Right. Uh, <laughs> but obviously, they obviously they feel that they have him on lock, so they're not too concerned. And and obviously, they also have bigger issues than Sam. But still, I'm like, you can be a little more human than Sam. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's he, so funny because every, everybody just comes out, even like. Uh, Ruth, well, you know, when he goes like, hey, Ruth, can I talk to you real quick? You know, and she's like, what? You know? Do what I told you like, to do. <laughs> right. And she's like, but it's a lot of money. And she's on, she's like, I don't give a rat's ass, you know, and just walking away. And he's just probably like, I can't win. I can't, you guys help me out. Help a brother out real yeah. quick, you know? And, and just, everyone's like, 
poor guy context, I think he would feel a lot better about himself and his relationship. Like the fact of the matter is, your stupid problem about spending hundreds of thousands of dollars doesn't really matter that much when you got somebody who's a henchman for the cartel after your brother-in-law. Sorry, right. Sam. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> and I, I'm so surprised. Like I feel like there's something where the um, uh, the FBI agent Maya, agent Maya Miller, that she could. Uh, just go like he would just be seeing in like a second i feel like like if she just cornered sam be like tell me what's going on he'd be like okay you know what um they made me do this and <laughs> like i feel like but she hasn't done that yet he just keeps walking so i don't know if she's waiting for like some setup or you know maybe there's some rule that she can't do stuff but i'm like man he is just trying to sing you know they just need to pull him in a room and stuff will start information will start flying out so I, i'm always worried when i see him because i'm like ooh, sam you are not the toughest you know, toughest, toughest dude in the room to be sitting down dealing. I mean, Bruce deals with that stuff better than, you know, than he does. So I totally agree. But I think because he is so scared, maybe he'd be more likely to not do anything unless he had information from Marty and Wendy because he's scared. Like he could go either way. Like you're saying, Tamir, he could spill the beans or he could be so scared that he like just goes to them and waits for them to tell him what to do. So I don't know. That would be an interesting one to see. I, I feel it's, um, it might be a small issue, but it's ultimately not going to be a big thing for them in their continual building of the cartel empire. Yeah, it's true. Um, you guys. Oh, wait, can I just say one other thing I loved? Marty was eating chips and watching TV in the middle of all this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> is cool, calm, and collected, you know. Is that, when, is that, that was when Maya had contacted him about... Yeah. Yeah. Up and he was just like okay and, you know? <laughs> and he was just sitting there eating chips right she's like we will not be friends he's like hmm. anyway anything yeah. else you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> must have been a what do you say must have been a uh, must have been a high roller came in yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was also yeah. a scene between um marty and the kids when they were talking and asking what's going to happen and the kids Oh, like before that, even there was the, the, the scene between the four of them where the kids like pulled their chairs up to the table. I thought that was pretty powerful to show like, hey, we're in this. You can't yeah. talk alone. We're part of this now. Yeah. Um, is there anything we missed, guys? Anything you want to talk about that we didn't hit? Any big moments that pulled your heart? Well, I just think we need to do our special segment. So special. Tamir, this was your so, baby. You want to? That is it. So, so yeah. So you guys know every week we do our hell to the nose arc uh, moment of the show, the part that just makes you say, "Oh hell no," you know. Um, and we've had many throughout this this great season. And today, I mean, this episode was was no different. Um, so, I mean, I'll start with my you know my hell to the nose arc moment <laughs> was actually when Ben went to Ruth. When Ben went to Ruth's place after he got dry, he jumped out the cab and he has a little discussion with Marty and he spills, sort of tells them that, hey, I went to uh, went to Helen's, told his daughter all this stuff, and they're all freaking out. And Ruth goes in, grabs the shotgun and gets in, you know, and she's like, come on, get in. And he was like, you could kind of see, I think even at one point he mumbled under his breath. He was like, oh God, or like, oh, <laughs> fuck, what's going on? You know, like, because she was in just like, you know, just hardcore mode. And I was like, hell, dude, I look at Ruth, like ready to just go out and be militant and, 
do what I got to do. I was like, that's what I'm talking about, Ruth, you know? So mm -hmm. that was my hell to the nose art. I'll go next. Um, when they were at the, like the one truck stop where they were living on the side of the road. And then, you know, she, Wendy has to break the phone and he goes away. And I said, Oh, hell no. Wendy's going to have to take Ben out. Not Helen. It's going to be. Mm. So. And in a way it was. No, it was. I mean, she made the call, you know, she, they were in Knoxville. He didn't, they, she had to tell, you know, Nelson where they were. So that was Wendy's call. So that was, wow. I was like, wow, he, she's got to do it. Yeah. Those two are great. I have two, both with our girl, Wendy. What, my first one is he needs to know that we're more valuable than she is. And I yeah. think we'll come to see how that will play out in the future. There was also a littler one, but something that I think we should mention and that it was like right after she had said, Helen's smarter than me, when she talked the cop down after Ben had said that Navarro was after her. And she yeah. just was so brilliant. I mean, she had all the ammo. She knew the laws. She was able to talk this woman out of searching her car. And the cop asked her if she's a lawyer and she goes, no. But that just shows how savvy, street smart, and just life smart Wendy is. And, you know, even though this is, Probably one of the worst things she'll ever go through. She's gonna continue to rise and build their evil empire. She she oh, Jedi Lord. mind tricked the cop. She was like, oh, are not, man. We are not the people you're looking for. <laughs> and that was impressive, Lauren, because like you said, she had just woken up. So you know, sometimes when you're in a deep sleep and you wake up, it takes like a couple minutes to be like, Oh, where are my bearings? What's going on? You know, cop knock at the window, what's going on? And for her to just break out like well, you're going to have to do this and this, and you're going to have to have a warrant. And, you know, to do that, you re I was like, look at this, one. like her wheels. Like you said in the last episode when she was talking to Agent Maya, when she came to the house and she whipped out the law on, oh, so you want Marty to take the deal to become a convicted felon? You know, a felon can't run a casino, right? You know, and you're just like, dude, she's, just, she's got the whole Missouri, like, law, state law book, like, in her head. Or, and she just whips it out like at any point. You're just like, man, this this woman is good, you know. So uh, under pressure. So and you kind of see it like in her face after a while, like as she started rolling with it, you yeah. can kind of see like her demeanor was like, yeah, do you really want to do that? You know. Then you're like, oh, that's when you know you're good. When you're like, mm, I know I got you, you know, <laughs> type thing. Yeah. Well, she was definitely enjoying it. Well, guys, tell our friends where they can find you. And well, if you want to say a prediction too for the last episode, I welcome mm. it. Mine it with your uh, plug. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, uh, I'll say my prediction first. Uh, I'm predicting that. Um, hmm. I think my prediction is going to go over to Ruth. Um, I think Ruth's going to really jump over to the dark side with Darlene, and um, and especially if they if somehow it gets back to her that Ben, you know, Ben was killed. And she feels that, you know, uh, Wendy and the birds had something to do. Oh, I think that'll really set her off. Like, nope, I'm definitely going with Wyatt and Darlene now. You have really turned my life upside down. So I think there's going to be a big, big story with that. And, uh, you know, you guys can find me at on Instagram and Twitter at Tenere, uh, Tenere W. That's at T-E-N-E-R-E-W. Um, you know what? It's funny because... We didn't see the actual taking out of Ben happen. I, <laughs> so I'm going to predict that it doesn't go quite as smoothly as Nelson is expecting it to. He might get away and he might roll back to the Ozarks, you know, so 
we might not be done with Ben yet. I'm just saying. Oh, Sean, yeah. you Oh my gosh, that happens, and I hope that he goes back to Darlene's, and I hope that he becomes a partnership with her, and that Ruth joins Darlene, and they form an alliance, and then there's Wendy, and I hope Marty and Wendy keep doing their thing, but then they're also going to take out Helen, and then them and uh, Navarro get even Wow. Wow, you got season five and six written, or four and five, yeah, wow. Writing is Lauren on the writing staff right now. They're like, we like this girl right here. Yeah, yeah. Bring her in. Bring her in. Call me. Hey, I'm available. I'm home. <laughs> We're all home. <laughs> uh, you can find me at uh, Sean Star seventy five on the gram and Gorilla Suit Sean on Twitter. Love it. And I forgot to mention, you guys, if you do have time, uh, it would mean the most to us and give us so much support and love if you could like write a comment, subscribe to our YouTube channel, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and follow it on Spotify. My name is Lauren LaGrasso. You can find me at Lauren LaGrasso everywhere. I have a great podcast called Unleash Your Inner Creative. I've been doing lots of quarantine-related content about how you can be creative while in quarantine and also like tips to deal with anxiety and depression because that's something a lot of creative people go through. And um, I have a single out on, I'm a singer-songwriter, on the 17th of April. So I hope you check that out. And thank you for joining us this season. We have one more episode. It's going to be live in just like two hours. So less than that. Come with us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, After Buzz TV. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.